Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Miles Garrett, let's get into it. Defensive player of the year. I think we saw this coming. But just because we thought it would happen doesn't mean we're any less pissed off by it. Based on a lot of the feedback I've seen on social media since last night. Andrew Filipponi, Chris Muller, Donnie Football on this Friday before Super Bowl 58. Watt so pissed off by his snub that he did not even show up to the event last night in Vegas. This has started a war on social media. Uh, I fashioned my battle axe and sword and shield, and I was out there last night uh, putting things out there that Browns fans didn't like, and many Steelers fans agreed with me on. Uh, Malzi noted before the show that it's turned Alan Saunders from the Steelers now website into a psychopath. Alan's Alan's having a real one on the internet. I, What's the one been... about wanting to sleep with somebody's mom? Do you have that no, one fired up and ready to go? I I have it. I mean, I can tell you the exchange. Can you um, please? So he's a very mild mannered Steelers beat rep- reporter and has been for a number of years. And this Garrett versus Watt thing has now really, has him saying, "I have gotten, sex with your mom." It's gotten out of control. So any t- first off. Anytime you are responding to a guy who goes by Johnny Breadsticks on Twitter, things have already gotten away. Like, you've lost the plot, as they would say, right? So, Johnny Breadsticks, um, I got to find it here because Johnny Breadsticks tweets a lot. But he basically said, so some 400-pound uh, Steelers writer. Well, didn't Gentilly text it to you? Oh, Can yeah, you, you know what? That's right. That's right. I couldn't remember where I had seen the screenshot because... Sean Gentilly from The Athletic uh, is also kind of, finding humor in this. Well, you're kind of, yes, you're kind of airing him out here. Why? For finding this funny? We're all finding it I, comical. It just said 400-pound Steelers writer thinks he knows more than PFF, NFLPA, PFWA, and the AP voters more at 11. And then, again, this is just, I don't think you, you send this response personally. I'm only 260. Ask your mom. She can vouch for me. Things are, it's ultimately a, an argument about, whether the right statistics were used to give the Defensive Player of the Year award. And things are just going off the damn rails. Um, didn't he call, I will, Here's another did, one. Didn't he call some uh, writer from PFF so, a female dog, too? Didn't that happen? No, I'm going to— some extreme name-calling went on there? Sean happened to send that one that I just read back to me because I first sent this to him because I was just taken aback at the vitriol. Allen started this all off at 9.30 last night. He said, after leading the league in almost sacks, attaboys, and nice tries, Miles Garrett's been named NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Guy named- I must have missed that because I would have retweeted that. That's a very clever tweet. I like that one. Okay, a guy named... Um, I agree with him on it. A guy named Marcus Mosher, who covers the Cowboys, the Raiders, does a little bit of work for PFF. Does work- he also cover Duke basketball and the New York Yankees while he's at it? Uh, No. Uh, but Marcus Cowboys and Raiders. Okay. Also, interestingly enough, two teams that had guys who I think finished in the top five. I know Parsons was third. Was Crosby fifth? He might have been. Okay. Uh, Marcus also writes for PFF a little bit, but he does a lot of other work for other sites mainly. Okay. And he so writes, what happened there? So he writes back to Allen, 
Maybe pass rush win rate does matter, huh? A little bit of a challenging thing, but those two have been exchanging barbs as far as I can tell, or general barbs like that for a while. And this is where I think things went from 0 to 100 very quickly. Alan's response to that was, only to the piece of bleep that you work for, that calls itself an analytics site, and the charlatans fooled by its pseudoscience. And Alan. that has just, and that that particular tweet from Alan is what I think sparked then Johnny Breadsticks to go after him, and then Alan's rebuttal to Johnny Breadsticks. <laughs> I have no idea why this is so funny to me. Well, because then, it's so out of character for Saunders. He snapped. Somebody, no, no, this no. This caused him to snap. This last line, for some reason, I don't even know who it references here. Somebody just writes, you don't look so skinny yourself, pal, and I don't know who the pal in question here is. I can see your back fat through your jacket. I have no idea where I, where any of this came from. Well, I think a lot of the the anger is justified because I've I've honestly never seen this criteria used to give out an award before. It reminds me. It reminds me of. It reminds me of something actually. It reminds me of the way baseball awards. Well, it get reminds me of now. a very specific award, and I think Nat. I, okay, so I'm going to try to be a reasonable human being about this, which I know is not going to go over well for me, but I'll try. You and I, I think, we're still plying our trade on the overnights. When Felix Hernandez won the Cy Young with, I want to say, a 13 and 12 record, back in the win loss days and in, in the early sabermetric wars. But every underlying number said he was the best pitcher in baseball, victimized by almost comically bad run support, and he won it. And most of that analytical community, and I remember I was I tried to be hip to those stats, said this is a win for like common sense here. He was the best pitcher. Give him average run support. His win loss records like twenty one and four. You know what I mean? And so I think outside of Pittsburgh, I mean this. What I'm sensing because I've tried to get the the tone of comments not from this area. People feel like the voters got it right here, outside of Pittsburgh. But that standard— And the, and the, and the response inside of Pittsburgh has been all-time levels of venom from but what But that I've standard seen. that you're talking about in baseball has been used across the board. They apply it to Cy Young. They apply it to MVP. They apply it to Rookie of the Year. They apply it to all the awards. They go with war stats and things like that now, not just win-loss record and RBIs and things like that. That's universal in baseball. Mm-hmm. It just got applied selectively to this award, and I don't know why. I think it got applied to one other award, too. Which one? I thought Jackson won the MVP based on a lot of this no, kind he didn't, of stuff. Because he did, he's the first MVP not to be in the top 10 of passing touchdowns or passing but yards. But hold on a second, though. Well, he, But here's why he got that award, because his team had the best record in the league. Yeah, if, but they definitely used criteria other than raw counting stats to determine that award. They gave it, they gave it to him, not because of analytics, though. They gave it to him because his team had the best record. I think there was an analytical bent to it too. I don't think that if that the Ravens Garrett's are eleven and six, one. you think he wins the award? I don't think there's any chance. I think if the Browns are ten and seven, Garrett probably doesn't win this award. They went twelve and five. Oh, I think, I think uh, did they go twelve and five or eleven and six? I think it's because I think it's eleven and six. I think it's because of the the win rate thing that you brought up. Yeah, eleven and six. Sorry, it's because of pass 
pass rush win rate. Well, it's it's because of that, and then it's because of I think the perception. I think there's a couple things that went into it. It's the pass rush win rate. It's how often was he dominating his matchup, even if he didn't get to the quarterback. I think it's also a case of since when have have voters cared about that? I know. I'm not saying that that this isn't unprecedented as far as the first time I can remember it becoming this much of a part of the discussion. I think people look at the fact that he was getting double and triple teamed pretty much more than any player in the league. And then I think there's also the part of this where if you're going to specifically compare it to Watt, I still believe most people view it as if you are lining up almost exclusively over the left tackle, you are drawing the harder assignment. These are all things I'm just saying I have seen thrown around. Difficulty of assignment, double teams, triple teams, how often are you winning your rep? And I will admit the part of this that that blows my mind If Garrett had won this award and these same stats were being cited, but he had had a very quiet first seven weeks or so of the season and then had gone crazy and racked up almost all of his numbers towards the finish, I would understand on a human nature perspective, from a human nature perspective, you'd say, well, the guy just finished with a flourish. But the counting stats that were there for most of the first part of the year disappeared down the stretch. That is what is mainly surprising to me and why I think the analytical community is celebrating this so much. He, he has number well he has numbers that have never been uh reflective of a defensive player of the year award at his position. He was seventh in sacks for a pass rusher, eighth in quarterback hits, seventh in tackles for loss, ninth in pressures, fifth in forced fumbles. Well, it must be the defense. They just picked a guy from the best defense in the league. No, they didn't. They were thirteenth. They were 13th I, in scoring I defense. I'm surprised by, that a lot of their early work and his early work seemed to hold up in this. I am surprised by that. By points by points allowed, they were the worst defense on the road in the NFL this season. I'm aware of and this. And they rewarded him with, with Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, it's I don't feel stunning. great like making a case that they got this you know, right and that people here are out of their minds for being upset about it. I don't. I don't feel good making that case. I mean, the guy had one sack... In the last seven games that he played. Embarrassing. He had, I think, seven quarterback hits. Now, this is just pro football reference, so I know like everyone's going to have different numbers for this. He had some tackles for loss. He played well against the run, or he was making stops in the backfield. But it, that's why I said, if you had flipped his numbers, where from games one through six, I guess it would have been of the regular season, Pony, one through six, he has one sack. Then he goes crazy, and in the final 11 games of the year, he has 13 sacks, and he's putting up huge stat totals, and they're charging towards the playoffs. I get it a lot more. I am surprised that the voters ignored the overall lack of any counting stats to speak of for basically two months to end the year. That's what surprises me. All right, so 412-928-9370, if you want to chime in on the uh, TJ Watt snub with us. 412-928-9370. Then there's the other uh, issue from last night. And Zeiss, I think, tweeted that he had a problem with this, that Watt didn't show up for the event, that he just blew the whole thing off. Now, I think he knew that Garrett was going to win. And I just, my, my take on it is, I don't think he has any respect for the guy. Does he have respect for Cam Hayward or think there's value in being there for his teammate to win what the NFL calls yeah. its most prestigious award? That's the only part of it I don't like. So when, that, That's why I think it's a bad look, not because he doesn't but respect how, but Garrett. How, but I don't think – how would Watt have known that? You don't think that if he found out – hold on. You, don't, you think that he might have found out early that Garrett was going to win or figured that out, 
we knew that Cam Hayward, I saw Scarpino tweeting like that Hayward was going to win. Or like, time. like Hayward had won multiple hours before he actually walked up There's there. There's 32 finalists for the Walter Payton Award. I understand. The odds of him so actually you don't, getting it were slim. But you don't think if Watt could have found out Garrett was winning that award that he probably could have been tipped off that Cam would be at very worst like one of the only two or three people that had a shot at it this year? I just think it's a tough look. Najee won an award. Tomlin was uh, the there. The Najee Tom- Award is a made-up award. Okay, fine. Come on. But Khan was there. Tomlin was there. Other, you know, Steelers brass was there. I hadn't thought Watt, about. What is the best player? The, I hadn't thought about the, the Hayward part of it. Oh, that's to be the, honest that, with you. I I tweeted out a question. Do you have a problem with Watt not being there? And it had nothing to do with was he showing up Garrett and being like a bad loser to Garrett. It was one hundred percent from my vantage point about be there for your teammate who is a very well respected warhorse in that locker room and one of the most respected guys as far as his community impact in the entire NFL. Okay, so I think you make a good point in this way. If his brother is still in the NFL and is going to win the Walter Payton of Walter Payton Man of the Year award. Yep. And he knows he's losing defensive player of the year. He's still there last night. Even if he thinks his brother has a pretty good chance at the Walter Payton award. I think he's there. Yeah, that's why I don't like it. That is specifically my reason. And blood is thicker than water. I get it. But still, I mean, he's been he going and Cam to battle have with been, Hayward yes. for almost a decade. Those guys have been so, the spokespeople you, for tough times. I'll tell you what, that's a compelling argument. That is a good, that is a good case for it. But that's, he's in his feelings because he thinks he got robbed, and I get that part. And he's got no respect for Garrett, I think, because of what happened with Mason Rudolph, hitting the guy over the head with a helmet. I think that that's part that's of fine. it, too. That's fine. Like, that part of it, if that was the only part of it last night, the only piece, I wouldn't care. And if the Steelers nominee for the Walter Payton Award was, like, not seen as a threat to win it last night, I would have no problem with it. But it's pretty obvious that people knew that Cam had a real shot at it, and that's why I wish Watt would have been there. Donnie, you want to chime in on any of this? So my, my only thought with him skipping the event in general and, and knowing that there's a shot that Cam Hayward actually wins the award, and I, I know that... That that's one of those. That, that's really the only award I would say. I don't think you can like bet on who the winner is going to be. Like you can't go into the season and say I'm betting on Cam Hayward to win the Walter bet, Payton. I'm going to make a prediction on who the uh, who the best person, the best human in the league is this because season. there's always a, a team representative. So you got you got 32 guys. They brought them all out on stage last night. What I hope is that maybe there was a conversation between the two guys before the event took place. But I don't think like, there was because of what Chris said. Like, how could there have been a conversation like, hey, like you're saying. I'm saying like Watt initiated the conversation with Hayward. Like, I'm really pissed case. about this. I'm going to blow it off. Are you okay with that? Sort of. Like asking him like, you know, if he would care if I didn't go. Or having a conversation with Tomlin in the same vein. Like, like how do you feel about me not going to the okay. event? I'm not going to win. I'm going to be annoyed. Okay, say say that actually did happen. If I were, I wouldn't say it. Maybe if I were Hayward or Tomlin to his face, I would be deeply annoyed. I would be pretty pissed off that he's putting himself above everything else here. Thanks for finding us on the final football Friday for seven months. Super Bowl Fifty Eight, Chiefs and Forty Niners. We have fun with Super Bowl audio coming up uh, next or later on in the show. We also will have Mark Caballi on some of these Steelers moves. They just made official their offensive uh, assistant hires. Tom Arth, this quarterback's coach. Nothing in the press release about what's going to happen with Mike Sullivan. So maybe Caballi can give us some answers on that when we bring him on a little bit later on. Yes, Malsey. So just to put a bow in this, so from weeks 12 through 17 for Miles Garrett, okay? 
Um, he didn't play week 18, and then I'm not counting the wild card because the playoffs don't matter for these awards. They don't count. But he did no-show that, too. He did not. Yeah, he did not ha- bathe himself in glory, and as nice I like to say. A nice 31-point loss. They play, they go Denver, L.A., Jacksonville, Houston, or Chicago, Houston, and the Jets. I'm just going to give you his PFF grades. In that time, one sack. 58 grade against Denver, his Bad. worst game of the year. 70 grade, basically. 69.2 against L.A. Pretty on the good end of things, but under his usual standards. Jacksonville, Chicago, Houston, in order. 92, 92.3, 90.9, and then a 77.8 against uh, the Jets. In those three games where he was in the 90s, PFF credited him with 26 total pressures of the of the quarterback. However, all but three of them were just considered hurries. No hits. Three quarterback hits, 23 uh, hurries. How ticked off are you about T.J. Watt's uh, Defensive Player of the Year snub? What do you want to say about it with us? Give you a chance, 412-928-9370 here. And how do you feel about Watt blowing off the event last night? Malsey made a good point. He skipped Cam Hayward getting the ultimate honor in football, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, 412-928-9370. Here is Phil on the fan. Hello, Phil. Hey, guys. It's kind of a weird thing. At one point, I mean, well, he was going to win something anyways. He won that, uh, I guess it was a Charlie Jones Award for the most sacks. And so maybe he should have showed up. But I think the whole award show is basically a joke. I mean, I, I get him not going because, I mean, look at Lamar Hamlin died on the field. And they brought him back and he played. He wasn't comeback player of the year. Joe Flacco played five games and he was comeback player of the year. Maybe this was just a big thing to give. Uh, this is a Yinzer coming out. Cleveland a bunch of awards because they're never going to win anything. Well, it was strange to see the Browns win as many awards as they did. They had a good year, but it's not like they were the little engine that could this ultimate underdog story. They were in Vegas, picked to win as many games as the Steelers before the season started, and they did sweep the awards last night. The Hamlin thing for the life of me, I I do I agree with the caller. I think that's actually the worst thing that happened last night. By coming back and playing football, I don't care that it was just special teams and relief duty as a safety. He returned after dying on the field. Joe Flacco was just unwanted and old. And he didn't even play the whole season. And yeah, he saved the Browns' year. But that's that's not more impressive they're, than what DeMar Hamlin did. They're essentially saying getting the Browns to the playoffs is harder than coming back from the dead or more yes, impressive than. Which, I, and, and on one hand, I do kind of hear that. But... I, that, I thought, so you know what I thought, forget about that I one. was just, I was, st- more than what, because I saw that coming. When Hamlin lost, I was like, you've got to be effing kidding me. Well, there were people saying when it's he. It's the greatest comeback story in sports history. <laughs> there were people saying that, like, you could just loan your money to a casino if you could bet on that, that Hamlin would win it when he played this year, when he just took the field and played, and obviously that didn't happen. I just think it was funny he got more first place votes, but, like, people either felt like he deserved uh, yeah, he's my first place, or they didn't vote him second really very often. The one that actually confounded me beyond the ones we've already talked about is Schwartz, I actually do think, deserved a fair amount of credit for how their defense looked for most of the year. I had no problem with him winning the assistant award because they were really, if you have five quarterbacks, your defense has to do some heavy lifting to get you where you need to go. If Schwartz is going to get the assistant of the year, then don't give Kevin Stefanski the, head, the, the coaching award for the head coach. I thought that should have been Ryan's if you're going to have Schwartz win the assistant award. That it was just it was yeah, weird. Yeah, so what you're saying is that they their coaches did like the greatest coaching job in NFL history. The 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 the, the defensive coordinator and the head coach both deserve recognition and no one else does.
Yeah, I agree with you, Mulsey. Here is Vincent on the fan. Hello, Vincent. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Um, the first thing I do think what TJ did last night was in the church, just not being there for his teammate, and also just playing it up by posting about it. That's mm-hmm. the first thing. But I do think he did he did get snubbed, and I know you have to look at more than the stats, but I kind of look at it more of like when the stats happen. Well, wait a minute, though. Wait a minute, though. Before you make your point, why do you have to look at more than the stats? For Forever, that's all they've really done for these awards is look at stats. They've always been stats awards. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but I do get the double team and all those things, but I don't. I think you have to put it all together in the context of it. Like, when I say stats, I look at when did you get a sack? Did you get in the fourth quarter when your team needed it? Did you get a turnover when your team needed it? That's kind of how I look at it. And from even then, T.J. Watt deserves it. And I do wonder, too, if you literally just flip the roles, if Watt had Garrett's stats, Garrett had Watt's stats this year, do you guys think there would have been a difference? If Garrett had Watt stats, he wins the award going away. I think he wins it by even more. I'll, I'll go back and say what what perplexes me is more that there were no tangible stats other than the one sack against the Jets in those final six regular season games. And I just think if you flipped the way his season went chronologically, and that was the start of his year, and then he caught fire, and it's sacks in pretty much every game, and it's a Tennessee game late in the year where he has three and a half, not only do I don't I not think like there's a problem with it. I don't think most Steelers fans they say, "Oh wow, the Browns like caught fire at the end and this guy just went like completely nuts the whole time." You might be mad and say he didn't have a full season's worth of great play, but I think it would be much more easy to get into the heads of the voters and say, "Well, they were won over by how torrid his finish was." Fan Hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Art Rooney talked to everybody this week from our Jeff Hathorne to Bob Pompiani and was asked by Channel 4 about them swinging a quarterback trade and Rooney expanded on some of the answers he had given both uh, our reporter and also Pomp so we will have that for you and try to sift through that and figure out what that means we're taking your phone calls on TJ Watt snub and decision to skip the award ceremony last night, 412-928-9370, gets you in on that. Here is D-Block in Bethel Park. Hello, D-Block. What's going on, gentlemen? Hey, um, I just looked up the, the stats of the worst player to ever win NFL Defensive Player of the Year, and actually right now it's got Cortez Kennedy in 92, Lawrence Taylor in 82, Jason Taylor in 2006, and actually Miles Garrett is number four on the list. Well, you can chuck the Taylor in 82. That was a shortened strike year. Yeah. Correct. And so you he's can also actually, look at Cortez Kennedy and say, like, he's a defensive tackle. He's not supposed to get big counting stats. That's not his job to get like tons of sacks from that correct. position. But but overall overall play, it lists it lists tackles and forced fumbles and fumble recoveries sure. and all the stuff. And he's actually number four or five on the list right now with those stats that he won this year as the worst defensive player of all time to win to win the award. I consider it a, a participation award now. It's no longer considered defensive player of the year. It's a popularity contest. Um, but why would this guy is, be popular? He took somebody's helmet off and knocked him in the head with it. I mean, that well, they're trying to clean happen. the image up. They're trying to clean the. They're trying to clean the image up of Cleveland. Cleveland's looking to buy a new, getting new stadium. If everybody forgets, they're out there trying to buy, get a new stadium. They're trying to keep the fans engaged. So the more they keep the fans engaged, the more chance they have to get a new stadium to keep the team in Cleveland. They already lost them once. All right, thank you. Here is Carol next. Hello, Carol. 
Hello, guys. Hey, I just wanted to make a comment on the DeMar Hamlin situation. By all means, um, please. Yeah, Flacco should have accepted the award and then very promptly called DeMar up on the stage because it was just absolutely ridiculous that he did not get that Flacco reward, said that it award. himself that he didn't want it. He went out, He did an interview before the uh, Super Bowl, before this week started, Chris. I don't know if you saw this. He told CBS Sports Radio that he didn't feel like he even deserved to be listed among the candidates for I it actually, and thought it was a slam dunk for Hamlin to get it. I actually respect Flacco for that because I think the, the – now, I didn't see his speech last night. I don't know if he said that after he got the award. Maybe he changed his tune after he I mean, won. he might not have said it right up there on stage, but at least he said it in public somewhere where it got recorded. He was on his couch. He was just old, and the thought was he wasn't good. Like, he's a nice story. If, honestly, though, to me, the comeback player of the year is obviously for a, a situation like Hamlin. He died on the field. Or I usually liken it. Sometimes guys have won it for being bad one year and coming back and playing better. Ryan Fine. Tannehill. Fine. Brees Hall tore his ACL last year, came back and was great for an offense that had no other options. He's a better choice than Flacco this year. I'll give you an example of when we had a guy come back from an injury and he had better numbers, but his story wasn't as good. Ben. Ben in 2020. Ben comes back from his elbow injury. The Steelers start undefeated. They win the division. He throws more than 30 touchdown passes. He doesn't win the award. You know why? Because Alex Smith almost had his leg amputated. Correct. And he didn't, he came back and, and he played didn't have hump. good numbers. Didn't he barely play that year? By he the almost end, died. By the end of the year, I think he, I think he had been benched for Heineke. So it, so this, the, the Hamlin thing reeks of this to me. The Hamlin thing does reek of this among the people who voted. And this is just my, my guess. And so I could be wrong. I think there are a lot of people who are, who said there was so much attention paid. He had, so many flowers rightly bestowed on him for his perseverance and the positive change that, that has happened to his charity because of this, and there's been so much attention. They almost wanted to get it back to football. I'll, I'll give you an example. You know who I can't wait to talk to next week? Mike Florio. He, to his, I think, big credit, put his ballot out there publicly for everyone to see. He voted Watt Defensive Player of the Year, but he did not vote Flacco or Hamlin. He had Baker Mayfield as his comeback player of the year. A guy who was on, what, how many teams last year? Three teams or whatever? So he applied it to come back from suck. And, co yeah, come back from being on the discard pile of the NFL. But there's Mike, I think, with one pick that would have made people here very happy and one pick that probably would have left Steelers fans scratching I, their I head. I really think they should. Uh, and if, Pittsburghers. If, I, if I Hamlin mean. doesn't win that award, there's no point in having a comeback player of the award anymore. It should just be like most improved player. Yes, exactly. Well, why don't they have both? Like I think they should just add, I think they should the have NBA most has. improved player. But even then, I think that would get screwed up because it would be they try to give it to a younger player who made a big year two jump or something like that. It should just be if you're 38 or you're 22 and you had a bad year last year and a great year this year, I, you win that. I award. just can't believe how many people are like desensitized or numb to what Hamlin did. If a guy so, like what well, you you're surprised by that? Yes. Because people get into car crash level hits every Sunday and then just play normally the next week. But I know he died on the field, but like I, I do think the average but if person there was is some inspirational story of like a guy having a Ryan Shazier situation and we and we thought he was paralyzed and he comes back and plays the next year, even if he's not a good player, the history of the of the award tells you that that guy is probably going to win it. I think there's the other part. I'm again, I'm I'm sort of guessing blindly here. 
I think people also look at it, look at what happened with Commodio Cordis, basically like a like a freak incident that has to happen when his heart is on what one very specific like millisecond of its beat for his for that to happen. And they say he basically overcame yes death, but also like a freak occurrence and not a he tore both knees up and somehow played the next year. I know, but think year. about the psychological and mental part po of having Pony, to come back and play. Hold on, I'm I'm playing. I am trying to play the world's weakest devil's advocate here. I am merely spitballing theories that I think might have informed the voters. I am not at all endorsing a single one of them. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Jim is next. Hello, Jim. How are you doing, guys? Hey. hey. I, I, obviously, I think Watch should have won it, but here's the deal: if you have the if you have the NFL Coach of the Year, NFL Assistant Coach of the Year, the NFL Comeback Player of the Year. NFL defensive player of the year doesn't that mean you you just won the NFL complete collapse embarrassing award of the year by not doing anything in the playoffs? That just mean they suck more than anybody despite all those awards. It is going to look weird years from now when we look back at the awards that were handed out for 2023 and these Browns players won all them. And okay, well, how did the Browns do that year? Oh wait, they went to a playoff game you and show, lost by thirty-one. If you show a little kid who is like a little Andrew Filipponi in twenty forty-two, and they're looking through like a sports almanac or a website, and they don't know who won the Super Bowl this year, and they'd somehow stumble upon the NFL's twenty twenty-three awards, they'd say, "Oh wow, the Browns must have gone all the way to the Super Bowl no, and won it." No, actually, no, they got beat. Playoff loss. <laughs> actually, they got beat by thirty in the first round. Try again. John is next. Hello, John. Hello, John. Hey guys. Hey, what's up? Obviously, Watt should have won the MVP. That was a whole debacle. I think the most annoying part was Miles Garrett went and everyone's going to use every PFF stat, and then the MVP award comes out. Josh Allen doesn't win, and we're just going to throw PFF away and give it to Lamar Jackson. Well, that's why I, I tweeted that last night. I said, if we're going to do analytics now, then Josh Allen should have won MVP. Because all the EPA stats said he was the best quarterback I, in the league this year, and Pro Football Focus did too. Yeah, I don't I'm know if you, you saw this, but Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders was the only guy who went by those numbers and voted for Josh Allen for MVP, mm -hmm. and is getting absolutely murdered for it today. Stephen A. Smith went on first take and said that he should have his press credentials revoked for voting against Lamar Jackson. Meanwhile, Stephen A. Smith must be too clueless to figure out that that was the exact logic that was used on Miles Garrett, who he had on his show today, to win Defensive Player of the Year. By the way, fun with Super Bowl audio involving Stephen A. Here he is talking about the Travis Kelsey-Taylor Swift situation. When are people going to get a life? I mean, are y'all not getting none? Y'all ain't getting none? Y'all ain't getting loose? Y'all don't have a girlfriend or a boyfriend? I mean, what the hell's going on? So people who aren't having sex are the ones that are pissed off about Kelsey Swift. The virgins out there. The 40-year-old virgins. The guys who aren't getting none. So, implicit in this is that Stephen A is getting all that he needs and then some. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I take from that. Quite frankly, I still can't get past Stephen A's uh, very serious answer to the uh, the animals in the, in the Coliseum attack. Uh, I, I'm, with, I'm with shots, though. If you're going to vote Garrett, be consistent and vote Josh Allen. Right. But, I mean, I think there's a couple things at play, one of which, namely, is quarterback is seen as so much more, fairly or not, than just your stats. Now, I think Josh Allen was one of their biggest problems for part of the year. He's also the only reason that they ended up in the NFL divisional round. I mean, he put the team on his back. He did the reverse of what Garrett did on the defensive side. He started playing, like, unbelievably well late I in mean, the let's, year. I let, mean, let's be upfront and blunt about why Lamar Jackson won the award. He, he beat San Francisco head-to-head. -head. 
Well, that's the and other Purdy thing. Purdy threw four was, interceptions. Purdy was the uh, was it, the betting front runner till that game, and then they pantsed San Francisco in their own building, and he played well. He won the head to head matchup between the two yeah, best teams with, in the league. I agree with that. Which gets into a whole other thing of Brock Purdy shouldn't have been the MVP front runner at that point.